You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. I quit. That's fair. I quit. I quit the podcast. Uh, I am all done. Welcome to our episode, our final episode of this podcast. Um, uh, from this this time out, we'll be renting our web space and domain out to, well, I guess any other podcast of two white guys bitching about movies. But So we've um, got a lot of yeah. offers right now. <laughs> yeah, we are. So many offers. Should have done this years ago. Uh, Pokes and I, uh, this week, have done a film that if you listen to the mini-sode, you'd know. We knew it was going to be bad. I mean, we knew it. Yes, you know? I, remember, right? I remember seeing it in theaters, and I remember leaving. And like I said in the mini-episode, if you didn't listen to it, this movie's so bad that I created in my mind a story, which apparently is not true, that I thought I had heard that Frank Miller hated Will Eisner. And so he made this movie shitty on purpose and like ruined the spirit as like a fuck you because Will Eisner had badmouthed him one time. But I can find zero references to that since then. So I think in my mind, I was just trying to explain how anyone would be allowed to make this movie. And my only logic was it was spite. That's the only way someone would put this much effort into something this bad and not know it was bad. But apparently he's just a real creepy bad director. Oof, boy, like I don't... <laughs> This is rough for me because you know I, I as always I do try to be the light of the light of um uh, uh, of optimism on this podcast but this is um it's a bad movie folks it's a bad movie it's uh it's pretty ugly it's it's I, deeply offensive I mean I get accused by people from occasion of being a bit um oh what's the term that dumb people say out loud uh you know SJW oh PC, PC yeah okay it. I wasn't sure where you were going so I didn't want to jump in. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it, but uh, uh, I have never seen an example <laughs> of of just just shitty misogyny that, that not only that takes place as like a, an occasional scene, but is I think the plot, the, the point of the movie. The, I told Ben it's the point. I like while watching this movie, oh, I felt God. uncomfortable because I was like, "This is like gross. Like this is a, a like a person who is a pervert was given a chance to make a movie." Like, every woman wants to fuck the spirit for some reason, and he's into all of them, and that's like a driving force to the film. They bring it up constantly, but they never refer to them as women. It's always like babes, dames, skirts, which would make sense if this movie took place in the 1940s when The Shadow was made. It appears to take place right now, as near as I could tell, but everybody just... Yeah, they have cell phones and shit. They have so, cell phones, and he's wearing you know. Chuck Taylors, which the Shadow does not wear ever. He never was wearing Chuck Taylors. That's something Frank Miller just made up for this, for God knows what reason. I think it was just because and, he liked the way it looked in Sin City, because one of the characters wears them in that, and they do that thing where like his uh, his shoes are white. Because this is filmed yeah. exactly like this is not a person directing a movie. This is Frank Miller trying to be Robert Rodriguez and failing, like miserably. Cause he, yeah, this he does. This is him doing Sin City. I mean, as you pointed out, just just before we started recording, um, the, the look of the Spirit film is not the comic. No, right? Like Sin City looks like this, which is why yes, it high was contrast, done that way. like one color and no other colors and scenes. Everything washed out. The Spirit looks like an old comic. He he did use a lot of like shadows, but not like the way Frank Miller does. And this whole thing is based off of Frank Miller's version of the spirit, which as near as I can tell was never a thing. And what's like insane is at the end of the movie, they show what must have been Frank Miller's storyboards for this movie. 
And it's like, what kind of hubris do you have as a person that you're going to take one of the most famous and well-respected writers of comics? The, the comic award is named the Eisner. It's named after the man who created the spirit. You make a movie based on his character, and you show nothing of his artwork. You don't. You and you tell. You make up your own story because this is not the story. This is not the no. plot of the spirit no, at I, all. Other than the fact that he's a vigilante. That's the only thing they kept. <laughs> There's little plot here at all. It is a series of opportunities um, to Frank Miller to like. I guess get material to like jerk off to later is my only assumption. It is because it's because so it is just weird. a it is just a cavalcade of opportunities for him to zoom in on asses, to have unnecessary nude scenes, to talk about women here, how badly they want to fuck someone. Here was like, the thing that got over. me was in the first like twenty five or so or thirty minutes, he makes two references to underage prostitutes. He he says the city. He says at one point, the city doesn't dress like jailbait, and I was like, "What the fuck? I don't think you can dress like jailbait. Like it's like it's like a thing about your age, not how you're dressed." But I was like, "That's a really gross thing to say. Nobody. That's not an expression." And then later, he's talking about how corrupt the city is, and he brings up how there's children who are prostitutes. And I was like, "Why the fuck is this in here?" Because he never brings it up again. It's like I was like, I just think Frank Miller might be. You know, a real creep, and somebody should look at his computer. So the opener of this movie tells you what you're in for, because I did not know that it was possible to sexually harass a city. Yeah, but it's in the, in so the, gross. <laughs> in the opening, he's like, this is my city. She opens for me, and I go right in, and I'm ready just to, like, get my feet wet in her puddles. And oh, I'm like, yeah. What is- oh, I love going in the sewers so deep. It's like... It's, have you ever seen those videos on YouTube where it's like people who cannot pick up women are like, here's how you pick up women, and they're like super misogynistic, and you're like, Ooh. no woman in the world would be like, ooh, tell me more. That's what this all this narration is. It's just a super creepy guy sexualizing a city for the first five minutes. And him, I, I in some of the worst special effects I've ever seen in my life, which is weird because he's like a silhouette, so it'd be hard to fuck that up, but they manage... Him, like, running on power lines and, like, yeah, doing this really good. unnatural jump. And he, for some reason, well, lives with a bunch of cats. And when they first introduce him, he's nude. I don't know why he couldn't just this, be dressed. A lot of this movie feels like a, like a, a, a film student's first film. Like, a, their first project. Except that there's fucking Scarlett Johansson and Samuel L. Jackson yeah. in it. And you're like, what is happening? One of my because notes. the script, the script is written... Like, a, it's absolutely a first draft. Like, everyone who walks into a scene goes, oh, no, what crime is this? And someone goes, oh, the crime, it's been done to me. Shit, I hate the crime. Please, spirit, stop more, the, stop, stop more of the crime. Please. The first... That's, that is, like, that sounds like me being a fucking comedian, but that's basically the script half the time. The, the first interaction the Shadow Fuck. has with the person you can see, he gets a phone call from a guy, but then he's running, and he saves this woman from these two guys who are gonna, I guess, knife her. And, uh, he, he beats them up, and she's like, or he gets stabbed, and she sees it, and she's like, what are you? And then there's just a really long shot of his face, and he says, Nothing. And he's wearing a mask, so you could really not see it. So it's just a shot of a guy, like, furtively looking around for about 20 seconds. And then he's just like, it's the police, and runs off. And I was like, what the? <laughs> it was just like, he like had written, he's like, yeah, 
he doesn't know what to say he is but it's like yeah i don't get that from this scene it's just a guy for it feels like you're watching a play and the dude just forgot his lines and then he's just like fuck it i'm just gonna run off stage and hope nobody knew i was supposed to say something it's so weird I had to pull up the script just to try and get like a piece of his dialogue so I could understand it. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. He's like, <laughs> "What are you?" And again, yeah, there's, like, there's like a twenty minute pause, and then he runs away, and the cops like, "That's the spirit." Oh, God bless him. It just <laughs> which is also like I feel like if you live in Center City, do you not know who the spirit is? He seems to be famous. Like, everybody seems to know who he is later in the movie, so it's like, this one woman doesn't know about this weird vigilante who runs around in a dress suit with a red tie and is constantly talking to himself about fucking the city she lives in. And a good example of this confusing dialogue, absolutely just... I mean, the people in this movie, men or women, are empty vessels. They don't contain any motivations of any kind. My favorite is, in the very beginning, a police officer who's knee-deep in water, I don't know why, um, is standing there. They don't explain what he's doing there. And a a woman, Ava Mendez, who plays the stupidest named character in history, Sand Sarah. I will say that's actually her name from the comic. I don't care. He did it as a joke. It's still dumb. Oh, it's It's, dumb. Well, then Miller ruined it. Um... He's, she stands up with a gun, carrying like I guess the world's lightest the, chest. <laughs> the, the, yeah, like uh, some sort of precious artifact that I guess she stole from the ocean. Yes, and they never explain why these two ancient Greek relics appear to be in the ocean. That appears to be like Center City or Central City or whatever. It's like, it's like off Long Island. Yeah, it's basically. like this is just New York. Why the fuck is this shit in the harbor? Like you can't dredge the, the dredge the Hudson and find like some sort of Greek artifact. The cop is looking at her, and later on we see he's shot by um, someone else, the uh, the octopus. But um, in as the as 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 the spirit arrives to this bleeding out cop, the cop's like, "Oh man, she was so hot." <laughs> He, he says, ah, oh, she was so beautiful. Ah, oh, she was so beautiful. It's like, that's not what you say when you're dying. <laughs> like, how's that helpful? I mean, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Ava Mendez is really hot, but if I had just been shot, I certainly wouldn't be like, ooh, that girl in front of me. I'd be like, motherfucker, call a doctor. And then Frank Miller, who plays the other police officer he's with, gets his head cut off. And that was the only part of the movie I truly appreciate. <laughs> Uh, let me just let me just, let me just give you that a little bit of that. Uh, uh, the cop the cop says hurts like a son of a bitch. That broad you should have seen her. The broad oh yeah a beautiful broad she was beautiful. Oh that was it yeah the beautiful broad she was, what a what a great line that'll go down in cinema <laughs> history. They're probably teaching that in film schools right now. Try to have oh, a character man. use an adjective to describe somebody and then immediately say they're that same adjective afterwards just in case people aren't clear. Who shot you? Oh, she had the sickest butt. Oh man, dude. Oh, it's so it's good. Be like, so be like, who is uh, who's the octopus? Oh, he's a bad guy. He's bad. Yeah, it's like it doesn't. Yeah. It's not a way people talk. It's so weird. You're a detective. Please ID the person at the very least. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just like, oh man, just like fucking juicy, juicy dude. <laughs> it was awesome, man. You should have seen it. Oh man, I was thinking. Oh man, I had a, I got, I got kind of. Kind of a bone. Oh wait. Oh, I died. Like that, his last words were just him, just like rambling about how hot this woman was that he saw. And I was like, Oh, this is what I'm in for, huh? Because you know, like 
okay, you know what a Bond movie, right? A Bond movie, uh, a James Bond movie is about fifth, about twenty percent him just like being uh, a creep. Him, you know, him, like, him he walks sport up, sport fucking every woman he meets as if that's like gonna stop yeah. the. Yeah, 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 and, and and then he or he like walks up to Money Penny and he's like, take her panties off, and she's like, eh, James. Um, uh, that, that, like that's that's a but then the Bond movie is like okay now we got to move on to some espionage and some henchman punching and like some laser stuff. There'll be more sex, it's, but there is at least there'll a be plot. sex later. But but just 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 fathom for me a minute if they just did like James Bond being a piece of shit montage on YouTube. If you just did that and then you like drop the saturation, that's the spirit. That's it. Well, it's that's it's, the it's James whole Bond though without thing. the. Uh... I mean, it's front to fucking back here, man. And I'm not against being, like, being misogynist in a film if that's the character. But it's not the character. It's the movie. Yeah. And what's, what gets me is, like, at first it starts and he's doing this voiceover. Fuck. And, like, the very first scene, this guy's <laughs> on a cell phone. But then he starts doing this voiceover. And I'm like, well, this is like he's doing, like, double indemnity. Like, it's, like, so over-the-top old-school noir. And I was like, but then it's, like, taking place now... But then it's like, it like, then it becomes like a slapstick comedy because at after this guy dies and everything, the octopus shows up, and him and the spirit get in like a three stooges fight, where they're just like hitting each other with stuff that they find, and neither one of them could be hurt. And at one point, he drops a toilet on top of the spirit, and it that just goes yeah. on for a while, and then a guy shoots the spirit a few times, and then they just drive off. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is not and a can film. Can I ask an important question? Was because because I'm like looking at this script. I just think Frank Miller was horny and really wanted some eggs because he mentions eggs. Oh my god! Yeah, I have a note that says what so the many fuck is with all the eggs. Samuel Jackson says eggs on his face. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull them all up. Eggs. I mean, he says uh, he says I had you beat like eggs. Uh, I like kicking your ass more than anything else, except maybe eggs. That's a uh, weird line. <laughs> also, octopuses, not known for being, like, fans of eggs. It's not like he's, like, Mr. Chicken. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it just... Yeah. Well, it doesn't really compute with the octopus. I don't want eggs on my face. Not one glob of eggs. No eggs on me. Uh, a, a, a diamond hard retaining will... Uh, uh, he'll splatter our brains like eggs. Free-range chickens with their big-ass, ugly eggs. Every time I think about those big, brown eggs, they piss me off. Runny eggs. Except maybe eggs. I had to... I, I mean, it's... There are... Yeah, there's... Now, maybe there's, there's 15... some sort of reference in the comic, but I don't think that that's a reference from the comic. <laughs> I there are 15 references to eggs in this movie, and if it wasn't eggs, it is a character looking at a, a woman and being like, shit, I want to fuck you, and that person being like, sounds good, and I'm like... Who wrote who what teenager wrote this? There's literally a oh, scene so where the dad from Wonder Years, which I don't know if any of you guys are <laughs> old enough to remember this, is talking to his daughter, who is an EMT, who apparently used to date the guy the shadow is, this police officer, who's dead. She doesn't know it's him, I don't think. And he's like not. basically like, Oh, he just wants to fuck you. That's all he cares about, and you're just gonna hang out here waiting for him to fuck you. Well, he fucks every it's like why would you have this conversation with your daughter? It's so weird. Because he basically just keeps talking about, like, oh, he bends him over, and he every woman he meets, and it's just this nonstop kind con- of... There's no resolution. It's just like, she's like, I don't care. I want that dick is basically, like, how it ends, and it's just so weird because I can't figure out what the point was. It's just, like, very confusing. 
I think I knew really what I was in for after that bad opening fight because Scarlett Johansson shows up with the oh. um whatever you want to, the henchmen. Yes. Uh, well, all have the os. You know, they're like at first they're like pathos, ethos. Yeah, and then later on they're like amigos uh, and like yeah. fatsos, dildos. I mean, one was fatsos. That's not a word. Yeah, that's not a word. Um, but but w- when they show up to grab one of these two, you know, mystery treasure boxes from the bottom of the harbor, um, Silken Floss, played by Scarlett Johansson, enters the scene and has a fucking. She has a thousand yard stare. She does not want to be there, and she looks vaguely off camera and is like. I mean, I'm gonna do my, I'm gonna do my as best I can because I rewound because I could not believe like this was the scene that had made it to the final cut because she comes in looking just like two centimeters off camera and just goes, "Did you get the crates? Good. Let's get them back to the octopus." Like, that is exactly how she fucking. She said delivers it. every line oh as if God. she was just like, like I feel like she went in and she was just like, "Hey, I'm gonna play this." character with no emotion at all and he was like why and she was like because that way we don't have to do any extra takes because if i'm just doing it in deadpan i can't fuck it up and you can't be like one more time because some people are trying like samuel jackson is, is samuel trying. jackson is like one of those actors he's like he, he admits he's in terrible movies but he just takes roles for movies he would have liked when he was a kid he said that he's like that's why i'm in so many bad movies because he's like i like really shitty movies when i was a kid and he admits it but he's trying and I've never felt worse for him. Like in like I've seen tons of just god awful Samuel Jackson movies, and you're just like I feel really bad that you had to be in this, and like people play you as like a joke, or they just want you to be your character from Pulp Fiction, you know? And it's like in this movie, I actually was just like, this is so sad. You're 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 so much better than this, and he's giving you dialogue about eggs. And then later, he just has you keep saying it's so weird why there's this really terrible CGI of a head on top of a foot. Like, just a foot with a head growing out of the ankle. And he just keeps being like, he's so weird. This is just like a weird. Twenty minute, a 20-minute joke about how one of his failed clones is just a head and a foot. And he just keeps saying, just, this is weird. Man, he's weird. Yeah, there's like no... It's fucking vocab. This is... It's, it's, I, one of my notes... It's, it's profoundly frustrating. One of my notes actually said... This this is this is the fucking worst movie I've ever seen. How could anyone have read this and agreed to give him any more than ten dollars? <laughs> because at another point I wrote down this movie's so bad Frank Miller shouldn't even be allowed to see movies anymore. <laughs> like, that should be his punishment. He shouldn't be allowed to even watch other people's movies because this is so 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 bad. And like the Scarlett Johansson's appearance, she has like these weird like monarch from venture brothers like eyelashes like these really long eyelashes that she never has the rest of the movie and it starts the beginning of each time they show them they're in more and more insane costumes until there's a scene where they have the shadow tied or the spirit tied up and they're just dressed as nazis like straight up in ss uniforms there's a gigantic pillar with a swastika and the the german eagle on it and you're just like "Oh, oh okay but then there's no dialogue in the scene to even explain why they just decided to dress like Nazis. It's just like Frank Miller was like, you know who looked cool? Nazis. And what makes it really weird is at one point they cut to Scarlett Johansson and she's in front of what has to be a 25-foot-tall photo of Adolf Hitler. And in my mind, all I thought was, wasn't Will Eisner Jewish? (laughs) 
like how much more offensive could you be and be like how can i that's why i swear he had to have hated will eisner i'm still maintaining that yeah and i i dug this up i was looking up it was an old habit of this show uh, i haven't done it in a while to pull up action figures that came from these movies because they're typically pretty bad especially for the bad movies and oh yeah there is a high quality silken floss nazi uniform i mean uh, that's box set that's that just an out. insane toy to pick because who wants to, i mean who's how... gonna buy a figure that looks like a nazi in a like it doesn't even it's not even like the bad guy in an indiana jones movie it's just randomly they were nazis it's so weird and i mean how do you as as scott johansson are you probably not super jazzed how did you even let them use there? your likeness is my question like, yeah, i hope it does look looks nothing like her is my only hope it looks moderately like her um yeah that the, the, he's dressed in japanese like japanese like uh uh like like dojo you know he's in like a japanese dojo wearing like a japanese clothing at one point for no good reason and then and then yeah he's he, he dressed yeah, he's in a nazi outfit he's dressed he's like got, a samurai at one point yes it's it's like the most insane and you were talking about that scene earlier one of his henchmen wants to go to the hospital because he's wounded and he's like i don't have insurance and that'll put egg on my face it's like what you're you're like a super villain what the fuck is going on and these guys appear to be able to be like extremely hurt and nothing happens to them they talk about profits later on and i don't know yeah, it's what? you can't. They never explain what is going on at all. It's so confusing, and the plot is basically like just so loosely put together. Uh, Sans Serif is obsessed with jewels and stuff, and she wants to get the Golden Fleece. Now, I just want to point out, I don't think any of this is in the comic because I tried to look up old Spirit comics to see if I could find any to, to just read, and I couldn't find any. I would have, to, you know, I'm sure I could have gone to a comic book store and found something old, but limited time here uh, but i tried to look it up he doesn't seem to do this n- noir like talking to himself that's in this movie constantly he does not seem to sleep with every person he meets um you never actually see the octopus because he's always in disguise as someone else but is like a normal person not like he's you know adolf hitler or a samurai or some sort of weird cowboy from the beginning uh I, there's no I, there's no like supernatural nature to the spirit he, he is actually like just put into suspended animation for like two days he doesn't die and come back to life that's frank miller made all that up and i think that's the confusion here is that it's not i mean like yeah it's like it's, there's no costumes here he's like oh i guess i guess this character is known for disguises so i guess we'll just dress samuel L. jackson up in fun outfits yeah like, like, like a nazi not being like a master of disguise just being a master of a props department and to reiterate, we're not dealing with this scene here where he comes out and he's like, every good villain has a plan. And like, talk, and uses like, yes. the Nazi thing as like, the launching off. Not, not even explaining, like, like, if he was like, ah, you know, like, he comes out and he's like, the Nazis tried to create like, the Superman and all they really needed was, you know, Hercules' blood, which is like, what he's trying to get. And somehow that's going to make him immortal. I, I don't really understand how drinking blood's yeah, going to turn somebody immortal, yeah. but that's neither here nor there, but... He there's no he just walks out and he's like oh man you fucked after introducing uh, plaster of Paris, who is a um, who is an Indian belly dancer. Yes, which I I was gonna ask are the French synonymous with belly dancing? Because I'll be honest, the only famous like belly dancer I can think of was wasn't uh, 
like the that uh, that one spy from like World War One or whatever? Wasn't she a belly dancer? The, I can't think of her name right now. You got me. But um, yeah, it was so weird. And then I read, I was reading the trivia because I I in my mind I'm like I swear I read an article that Frank Miller because I'm just like it has to be true. I was reading the trivia and one of the trivia's was uh, Frank Miller when filming the scene with her in it yelled cut instead of action because he was so distracted by her outfit and at this oh, point God. i hadn't actually seen that scene so i was like oh my god what is the what do they have this woman in is it like either disgusting or is it like so super sexual and then i saw her and i'm like i mean she's a good looking woman and she's in basically a bikini but it's not like i was like holy shit you know i was just like and i was like i think that sums up this movie the director was like so horny a girl in a bra was like he couldn't remember cut versus action I, and I, I was just like, I think this really codifies this film for me. It's a gross man made this movie. And it's like, it's not only just like how gross it is. It's just such a terrible movie. It's very upsetting. Because there's it's no pace, plot. Yeah. There's no, like the fight scenes aren't good. The spirit is obnoxious. It, it, what, there's no stakes. Because usually in like a, a review like this, I like to establish like what we're in for. Because if you're listening to the episode and haven't seen the movie, you'd want to have some context for what we're talking about. But there is no stakes. I mean, yeah. the, the stakes the, are announced the, in the last 10 minutes, of like the last 20 the cliff minutes. Notes, the cliff notes of the movie is that the spirit uh, loves his city so much he kind of wants to fuck it. He's definitely and he's, fucked it. And he's running around. He's previously met with the octopus. They have a Joker Batman relationship, apparently. And they just sort of clash a bunch aimlessly until finally uh, uh, they reveal that he's after this blood and that it's somehow going to make him immortal. Mm-hmm. And then he's simply defeated by like the spirit being cut out of some ropes and then that's movie over. The movie ends. Yeah, he, I, I don't, yeah, it's very, it's just It was, very it, was it. I mean, it was it. I mean, it was it. Like, like they... They spend a lot of time establishing that the spirit had a, a former relationship with the woman, um, Sans Serif, uh, uh, who used to live there but ran off because she wanted to be rich. But, by the way, are we supposed to give a 10 pounds of shit about her? Like, I mean, no, this she's, woman is introduced... She's, like, so unlikable, too, because she's dating the spirit when they're kids. They're high school students. And her dad's a cop. And he gets shot... And then she's like, I hate cops. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, your dad died. He wasn't even doing anything. He just was like a, a bystander, basically. And then she's just like, I'm going to be... They, they like set up that she likes diamonds and stuff. But then... I, I don't know. Here's what got me, too, is... There's this whole flashback where you show her and him when they're young. And they're like, ooh, we're a couple. But then you find out that when he grew up, Cole, whatever the hell his name is, he is, like, dating... The, the police chief's daughter who is a surgeon and then he dies and he he doesn't want to tell her because he wants to go and do he wants to fight crime doing things that police wouldn't be allowed to do because it's illegal or whatever and you're like oh okay well the whole movie is set up as if he's going to end up with sans serif like that's the whole there's like a whole backstory with them and they just kind of throw out that he's what's his name's or what the woman's or a boyfriend or whatever and at the end of the movie he kisses sans serif and he's like well see you around it was like wait what <laughs> like and then he goes with the doctor and i'm like but all he's done is cheat on the doctor since she's been introduced to the movie why do i want him to go with her he's a terrible person i liked it better yeah, they, they, they spent up... time yeah because it's like and, al- and also <laughs> it's it's fun to make a character materialistic 
And here's what you do with that. Um, you have them, you know, comment on nice clothes and stuff. Uh, this character literally turns to what is basically the camera and says, I want diamonds. I'm too good for this bad town. I don't want money and to be rich. So I'm going to go do that. And then later they goes, man, she left that night. She did that. What's, she got rich. What's How it, cool. What's it say too? She's like, I'm still, I, this, this little like podunk town. It's like, um, this town is clearly supposed to be New York city. <laughs> like they're not like yeah. in the middle of Kansas. They're in a mammoth, like metropolis. It's insane for her to be like this stupid one horse town with its skyscrapers and ma-. you know, it's just so weird. And then like, if you're going to do that at the end, the whole point was like, Oh, she goes and saves the shadow. And it should have been like, it destroyed the fleece, you know, cause she wants the golden fleece from Jason and the Argonauts. So it should have been like, she used the fleece to sh- save the shadow and it destroyed the fleece. And then you're like, Oh, and then she gets the necklace he has back, and they kiss, and they end up together. You know what I mean? And he's like, you know, I've been chasing every woman because all I ever wanted was you again. Like, I, I've always just wanted you. That's why I could never be with another woman. And then that would be, like, the end of the movie. At least be like, oh, there's a through thread to me being told he fucks anything that moves, and all she cares about is diamonds and stuff is here. She made the sacrifice of losing it, and then he explains why he's such, a, like, a cad throughout the movie. And then they end up together, and you're like, oh, that's character development and closure to the storyline? No. He goes over, and he tells the doctor, he's like, you know, it's just you I like. And then the rookie cop comes up, and he says, like, something kind of flirty to her. So you're just like, is he just going to keep banging other women? <laughs> like, this is no... I, I, nobody grew. This woman's still going to keep waiting for him. She doesn't know that he's his, her ex-lover. It's so weird. And she wasn't integral to the plot no. in any way. I, I mean, she acquired one of these items, but that was unnecessary because she just gives it over. Yeah, that's, yeah. if you're like, not going to have them end up together, there's no reason to introduce Sans Serif at all. She serves no purpose movie, to the movie. And I realized what this movie was about three quarters of the way through. This is just Dude Barbarella. Because there's more of, Barbar- I think there might be more of a plot in Barbarella. <laughs> I think so too, but 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 a lot of the concepts here are the same. We're introduced to a character who we're giving no like no background or context to. He's just ambiguous, bad 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 evil fighter. Like that's how Barbarella was introduced. She's like, "Hi, I'm just Barbarella. I I guess I'm against bad stuff. I'll I'll handle that. I don't know who my authority they both is did or what I'm purpose." Too at the start, interesting. Exactly. Uh, and they're and, in some sort of we, weird pad. And and every scene is just whatever seemed cool at the time. Like, every scene of Barbarella was just like, hey, you know what would be neat? If we just painted this chrome, and she went and, like, hung out, hung around it, and then someone tried to fuck her. That'd be great. That was every scene of Barbarella. That's every scene in this movie. It's like, what if he was, like, looking over this, you know, the, the edge of this building, looking glum, and then a minute later he tried to fuck somebody? How about that? And then that's what they did. And it didn't matter if that led to anything development wise they just like oh let's just have him be in black and white with a fucking red tie and stare off into the middle distance while he said things from the 40s holding a cell phone yeah and, and like that's what gets me is like if he had been like i'm just gonna do straight noir and it's gonna be like a serious like over the top noir like i'm gonna like really play up to how like i mean if you've ever seen double indemnity it's like probably the most famous noir film it's so over the top the one guy calls every woman he meets baby and it's just like you're like oh okay if he had done that I would have been like, maybe this is okay, but it's just, like, really dumb is the thing that gets me, too, is it's not even, like, it's not satire because I don't think he's smart enough to do satire. And it's not lambasting anything because it's not 
actually a noir film and it's not actually a comic book film and it's not actually a love story so he's not doing like satire it's just a guy who doesn't know how to make a movie and for some reason was given money to he has at least six shots where he has the spirit look directly into the camera it's like the first thing they teach you in film school is like no one should ever look directly into the camera unless you were for some reason doing like a ferris bueller he's addressing the audience no one should ever look at the camera because it's not really there it's got to be intentional so um the other thing i wanted a couple of characters that we didn't get a chance to fully mention here is um morgan stern is a, a, a rookie yes, detective who has an obnoxious who voice. has possibly the 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 i mean like there's some lines in here that they sound like i'm joking morgan stern enters doing a, whatever you would refer to as like the harley quinn accent it's sort of like a brooklyn like a south it's, brooklyn. it's like if you were to go to somebody who's jersey. never heard somebody from like new york or new jersey and be like hey do a new york accent and they would she just try and she's like hey i'm i'm I'm, I'm police officer Morgenstein and I'm a rookie green fresh from the school. Like she says that she says that with her yeah. mouth out loud from a script that someone wrote and someone else read and said, good to go Frank. Like she comes out and says, hi, I'm a rookie from the Academy. Boy, howdy. Do I like being a cop? That was her opening fucking line. I just but do that in any movie. Just yeah, have like it's... Darth Vader come out and be like, Hey, it's me, Darth Vader. I'm I'm not nice, and I don't like the rebels. Like, all right, well, now that we've established that, let's go on with the rest of the movie. And it, like, and it, like again, it's not like it's done well enough where you're like, oh, he's like lambasting like action. You know, it's like Last Action Hero, where it's like the whole thing is a spoof of '80s action films, or like uh, Tropic Thunder, where they make fun of Hollywood and like war movies. There's none of that. It's just a guy I think who really thinks that the bad parts of bad movies are the best parts of them. Like, I think he likes bad movies because he thinks they're legitimately good, not like, haha, I like watching a bad movie. I think he's just super into them. Morgan Stern is dressed like she got to a Halloween Express store and all they had left was the wrong size slutty policewoman outfit because she is not dressed like a cop. She has like what is conservatively a cop beret and she's wearing like like this weird like low cut like, like, tight pant like cop outfit that we again the next scene is they go to the police station and guess what nobody is wearing (laughs) yeah that outfit it's and then she has like bulletproof vest and then she's doing this annoying voice and it's i I don't know if you ever saw the tv show castle it's the female detective from that who was already pretty annoying to begin with but seeing her do this voice was really agitating it was very annoying and she does it throughout the movie and she's just for some reason always with the police chief like, that's not how rookies work. <laughs> they don't get to follow around the highest-ranking member of a police force. What are they going to learn? It was so bizarre and deeply upsetting. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's endemic. Uh, that's systemic of all the all the females in this movie. They they are dressed in, you know, they're all dressed in, like, Halloween, like, like erotic Halloween costumes. Or just straight-up Nazis. Those are, like, or, the, they're yeah. either dressed, like, hypersexual... Or they are dressed like Nazis. It's so... Like, Ava Mendez's character, when we are first introduced to her as, like, an adult, uh, she is threatening this guy who, of course, went to, like, Malaysia to sleep with a young boy, they imply, which I was just like, he couldn't have just been cheating on his wife in general. You had to, like, make it, like... like it's just so weird. But, hey, that's number three on the uh, child prostitute count. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, so the FBI should definitely look at Frank Miller's hard drive. Uh, but 
she like photocopies her ass in the scene but she's like wearing a skirt but it's like why would she have agreed to do that <laughs> like in my mind i was like what what female actress is like yeah i guess like she wasn't like this is really dumb why would i do this uh, while she's in she's she's she is a as described the best diamond thief in in the world and she has or, or like jewelry you know treasure thief and she has stolen something in the previous scene which was the wrong thing. The cases got swapped and mm-hmm. she needs this thing. To her, it's the crown jewel of her career. Yes. And she's so, mad while because this guy sold the location of them. I don't know how he knew they were at the bottom of the ocean. As near as... Again, though, I have no idea if they were at the bottom of the ocean or if they were supposed to have stolen those from somewhere because the movie like never explains the where they yeah. came from. It's, it's almost like a cut scene. So she is, what I assume, negotiating uh, or intimidating someone into getting the thing that she wants most in the world. And while she's talking to him, I guess as like a threat, she walks over to his Xerox, sits on it, photocopies her ass, prints it out. It works into a line being like, anyone who fucks with me is a total ass. And then, or or like a perfect ass. And then she says it again while looking at a photo of her ass. And then she throws it away and leaves. It wasn't part of anything it wasn't part of some like weird like intense erotic threat she just took a picture of her ass with a fucking xerox and then put it in the trash and then left yeah the also, crime also scene. not really that threatening to get like an attractive woman's derriere photocopy <laughs> it's not like he's like oh no shapely bottom what am i gonna do now that's exactly the kind of thing being like where Frank Miller was putting the set together and was like, and saw that someone had pulled in like some office stuff to fill the scene out. And he's like, ooh, a photocopier. I have an idea. Because that's the level of thought that goes into these scenes, it seems like. It's just like, hey, you know what would get me hard right now? If you just got up there and photocopied your ass. I mean, that's what this movie's for, I guess. So I guess he'll just do that and then, I don't know, do the next scene, I suppose. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It's, 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 it's a deep, deep insult to art. Yeah. <laughs> Every conceivable and, and, dimension. And here's something too that I think like we need to bring up because oh. we've been very hard to Frank Miller, but like Frank Miller has written some amazing comics. His run on Daredevil yeah. is, is really, really good. Uh, he wrote the Dark Knight Returns. He wrote Batman Year One. All of them do now that I think about it kind of have like a weird sexual undertone. But, if I really... but I should point out, but great the, char- the, the characters in Sin City are also very like noir like women. Yes, in that they they you know, they pine over men and they um they seem to just spend most of their time dressing in silky gowns, wearing pearls, and laying on pianos. But all that aside, but that is also the, the point of Sin City. He's he's the point of the comic is he was doing like a modern old style like. What if like yes. noir comics were written in the eighties? So they're hyper violent. They're full of nudity. There's a bunch of drug use, but everybody talks like it's the nineteen twenties. But that's like the point of the series, and it's like and it's done well. And the stories all have at least a plot. They may be absurd plots where like you know uh, a guy who has his liver shot out comes back and he's yellow from jaundice and he's going to kidnap a girl and kill her or whatever. Sure, it's a little weird, but at least there's a plot. This is like Frank Miller was like, I'm going to do my version of the spirit. And they're like, well, we start shooting tomorrow. And he's like, fuck it. I'm going to do my first draft of the spirit. Because it, it, there's no hallmarks of, like, good Frank Miller storytelling. The villain is a joke that's completely stupid. 
He's not threatening. There's no action that's any good. There's no actual plot to the movie. It's all just really weird dialogue about women. And then uh, Samuel Jackson, like, spouting any insane thing he wants to say as long as it references eggs. And it's just so weird because I, I just wonder if, like, Frank Miller, something happened to him as he got older. Like, if he had a stroke and nobody knew it or something. Because this is just so far from, like... You know, I mean, like, Frank Miller is... Uh, like kind of a beloved comic book artist. Although he has had some controversies with things he's said before. Uh, oh, of course. About I'm, not, I'm not trying to... Yeah, so yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's clearly got some, some skewed perspectives. Yes. But my point being that like things like Sin City and some of his other work, while they certainly like to you know have tons of story about like rape and shit, but um, he, he at least... The, There's the at least a story. In that, the characters in that are given... Yeah, they're given like... A central purpose and they they drive towards something even if it's at points shallow in this movie they are just set pieces i mean they're just pure like you know it'd be hot if ava ava mendez was standing over there that's like the whole that's all of it that's all each time they show ava mendez she's in less and less clothing and in the last scene she's wearing a dress that is like cut so that it's as little as a dress could be and still be considered a dress and cover her breasts and that like and that's how bad so much of it is cut out that's how bad this movie is that Pogues and I are complaining about this. Yes, I'm complaining about seeing <laughs> too much of Ava Mendez, a woman I find ridiculously attractive. I'm super into Ava Mendez, and I'm like, this was gross Look, for me. J- just stop by our store and purchase our Frank Miller ruined Ava Mendez yeah. shirt. It's <laughs> I don't know. And keep in mind, we already watched Ghost Rider, and she was in that, and she's real bad in that. And even that movie couldn't ruin it for me. This movie is somehow beat uh beat Fra- uh, ghost rider like i think i'd rather watch ghost rider again than this this may be yeah, one of the, and, and, like i think there's very few movies we've done that i would rather like i'd rather see this than them and i'm having a hard full, time full, thinking of them full disclosure that's the end of my notes my notes usually have like s- almost every other scene like documented in some way with some thought i had my notes are um my notes are like <laughs> my notes towards the end are says no one here is real None of these characters mean anything. There's no stakes. This fucking inconsistent piece of shit movie. I'm so bored. <laughs> like every, I would say like every. This like, movie could be avoided if Frank, someone just got Frank Miller laid. Those are my ending notes. I feel like that one might be really true. I, I actually, like every six notes I wrote, one of them is just like, this movie's fucking terrible. I hate this movie. Why would a studio have let this happen? I hope anyone who greenlit this movie was fine. Like it's because I'm I'm just getting increasingly more mad, and then there's like there's a poker game at one point that um, uh, Sansara shows up to and is like you know like whoever can get a message to the octopus can keep all the money I just want. But the poker game is like the beginning of that Naked Gun movie where it's like all the stereotypes of terrorists. There's like a Muslim guy, uh, like a shank. Oh, yeah. There's like a, a guy in like a Russian military. <laughs> and like the whole time yeah. i was like please let one of these be frank trevin just let him stand up and do the bit from a uh, naked gun because it was so weird and there's like I, this 90 percent of the scenes are like that they're either like just a cul-de-sac where nothing happens or the whole time you're like what the fuck is going on yeah when they first introduced the female doctor um he said the shadow was like why don't why don't you stay with me or like come with me or something and she's like, I can't. Who's going to do, like, Miss Johnson's heart transplant? 
And then he says, like, two more things. And she's like, you could stay. And they start making out. And they're, like, getting ready to have sex. And I'm like, wait, what happened to the heart trait? <laughs> you, uh, you're going to, like, let also, this woman die so you no, can fuck this creep who post- definitely has an STD? Also, her first scene in the movie is showing up at the crime scene to do to do the crime scene. Like, I thought she was... Oh, yeah, uh, here's a tip just for anybody who doesn't know. If you're the coroner, you're not a medical doctor. You don't see patients. You don't work at a hospital as a surgeon. You're a coroner. It's a specific job. Yeah, she's like a coroner. She does she's she does the autopsies and I guess she does fucking heart surgery on old ladies. Yeah, also and she fixes she, superheroes. She shows up to like look at the cop who's been shot. And she's like taking time to like talk to the spirit who she knows can't die. So it's like why this other guy's bleeding to death over here and then She's like, we need to get him to the hospital. It's like, no shit. Why didn't the ambulance immediately take him? They don't send a doctor. They pick you up and take you to where the doctors are. It was so weird. And it was one yeah. of like the many just like, I don't know. I guess I there, I feel like if somebody had just done a pass of the script, they could have kept a lot of his weird shit in it and just made it a decent movie. But there's just like nothing in it that I like. I don't have one note where I'm like, this was cool. Yeah, I don't. I usually pull together something. Because I remember when the, this movie came out, they showed uh, the trailer for it. It looked like visually, I was like, "Oh, it looks just like Sin City," which I know is not what the shadow looks like. You know, I own the Will Eisner storytelling book he wrote about how to make good comics and do uh, sequential art. When I was trying to learn how to do that, so I know what the shadow comic looks like. So I knew that wasn't it, but I was like, visually, I was like, I like the the hard the hard contrast artwork like that's something i like about frank miller's sin city i love the just the black and white but then when you see it in the movie half the time they're either like this weird silhouette like they are in sin city and then the other half they're just like poorly shot like garbage and it's just it just feels like they thought they could make a bunch of money because it was the guy who had done who had written 300 but it was like and, and worked on sin city but it's just so weird they gave him this movie it's just very confusing and i don't know the 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 ending is like really dumb all the police show up and they bring in those attack choppers and they're trying to shoot uh the octopus and he has like what is essentially like two m24 like saw machine guns taped together and he's holding one in each hand and he's like firing at these helicopters that can't hit him and then he just blows a helicopter up and then i believe the shadow shoves a grenade into his body somehow did you understand what happened yeah. at the end? I don't fully understand, but that's pretty sure that's what is being suggested. Also, the big standoff at the end is just a sequence where the whole plan is the spirit is going to walk at Samuel Jackson's character who uses all of his eight guns. And then when he uses his eight guns, because he's the octopus, oh, I'm dying. I'm dying while I'm speaking. <sighs> uh, after using his eight guns, because he's the octopus, the police chief and his 1,000 policemen say, gotcha, you used all your guns, now we brought... It also feels like at any point in time, if they just had had any grenades, or like a rocket launcher, or like a really big shotgun, they could have just blown him apart. Like, he doesn't actually have any powers. He can only regenerate if there's like, he's close enough together to the rest of his body, they say earlier in the movie. And then there's a scene at the very end, which really got me. Um... So Ava Mendez keep is talking to Scarlett Johansson. And she's basically like, you can't stay with him. He's just going to kill you. He's only using you. 
and you're like oh is this like a like one scene where it's like this woman's looking out for another woman and she's like you don't need a man you can do it on your own she's like you got to get away from him and she convinces her to run away and then at the end of the movie fucking frank miller this piece of shit sets this movie up as if there's gonna be a sequel the fucking balls on this guy to think this garbage sandwich could have a sequel she picks up uh the octopus is like one remaining severed finger and like puts it in her bra and she's like i guess we're gonna start over and so it's like oh so all the female empowerment's got like at least a little bit where she was like you know what i am gonna leave she's like nope gotta get this crazy fucker back and, and work with him again it was just so weird and I'm still deeply upset he thought they could have made a sequel. Yeah, it's it's pretty insulting after he mistreated all of these all of these uh, performers because and they're really all good. Yeah, like I feel like, like the dude who played the spirit, if he had been like if a normal person had directed this movie and written it, yeah, I feel like it, it could have been. Yeah, he could have been good at it. And I feel I like mean, Samuel Jackson could have been a great octopus had you not made him like fucking snidely whiplash. Like he's like in a cartoon. Yeah, and that's what uh, got me is like the movie's supposed to be like gritty, but then all the fight scenes are like cartoons. There's like no, yeah. it's just really weird. And the whole movie was filmed on green screen, which is not. I mean, and it looks like it. Yeah. Everything in, looks in, really bad. In fifty days, it said just fifty days. That is of an being insanely a, short amount of time in to weird in weird green screen rooms, just taking doing doing first takes of every scene. Like that's all. It I was, was gonna say, like, like principal photography on a movie is usually at least two months, a like, full length movie. Like I feel like I feel like Scarlett Johansson's first lines were so bad because she came out just to kind of like get them get the pacing right you know yeah like just the throw the throw away and then and then frank's like cut wrap let's put it on let's let's lock that in she's like well hold on i want to do or, or, no, or no, maybe no. she was just like i i still think maybe she just came out and she's like if i do a deadpan they can't make me do multiple takes because how do you fuck up deadpan you know what i mean it's not like you can be like more emotion she'd be like no i'm going for deadpan and then frank's like so why are you doing deadpan and she's like um i'm playing a woman women are inherently mm, dumb ah okay i see i see yeah and then right, he like right. tipped right, his cool. fedora to her <laughs> a perfection <laughs> oh man I, I do feel like we came down pretty hard on frank miller but if you watch this movie you'll see why it's it's very why. it's just such a bad bad movie it was really That's annoying so... like like i told ben i forgot everything about the movie except for i remember leaving the theater and being like ah that was like very rarely do I leave a movie, no matter how bad it is, where I'm like, I really wish I hadn't spent the money to watch this. Like, even bad movies, I, I find something, like, it was fun to make fun of or whatever. This movie, I remember leaving and being like, fuck, that was $11. <laughs> I paid to see this. Yeah. And then so the only other thing bitch. I remember is the Nazi scene, because it was so absurd. And I remember at the yeah. time thinking then, too, to be like, why would you do this in a movie that was, like, based on a character by a Jewish writer? It's so weird, because it doesn't fit the rest of the movie. It was just very bizarre. Either did him dressed as a samurai either. I, I still didn't understand that scene. And I don't think he has these weird clone henchmen in the comics. I, I couldn't find them anywhere in the co- like uh, reference to them when I was researching the spirit. And like most of they they've done a bunch of revivals of the spirit as comics, and they've done them with like um, oh I can't remember who were some of the people who did like Darwin Cook did one for a while. He did a short run, which he he's like a pretty well known. Uh, comic book artist uh, and writer they had a uh, francesco i i'm gonna screw i think that might i think that's his last name anyways they had a bunch of people redo them and uh i i looked through those and they are just like noir stories like they're just like yeah he's a guy who's alive in the 1940s he's fighting crime 
there's a, a weird serial killer that touches people and kills them or something. I, I you know, and he hunts them down. That's the plot. He, he you know, and they kind of just play up the fact that he's friends with all the cops, but he lives in the cemetery, and that's it. And I was just like, okay, there's none of this weird stuff that's in this movie, so it had to just be all Frank Miller. Which is just really weird that this is what he chose to do. I'm, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'm just mad about it. I'm just mad about it, folks. Like, it's such a waste of Frank Miller, of these, 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 these actors. actors. It's actors such a waste and, of this character. Because I'm like, I feel like yeah. this killed any chance of them ever making a good spirit movie. You know what I mean? Well, I, I, I feel like everyone... it's like The Shadow. Like, those movies yeah, are bad. Like so the they're, or The Phantom. They're never going to try to remake those because they did so bad i can only assume I this think, movie did terrible i didn't actually look speaking of which i think we can all uh provide a, a pretty uh, unnecessary uh recommendation do you want do, would you recommend anyone see this movie no god Ever? no i wouldn't no, this no. isn't even like like Don't. i would i could almost recommend people seeing barbarella in the sense that you could like laugh and if you, for sure and, yeah, and if you yeah, if you were like super drunk or you know stoned or something this movie I don't. I don't care if you were watching it with like the five funniest people alive. I don't think it would be good. Like you know, I. I don't think you could be. No matter who it is watching this, I think you'd just be like, "This is really bad," and it, it's so unenjoyable, and it's so. Like it felt super long. I don't actually know how long it was, but it just felt forever. Like while watching it, because I watched it over two sittings, which I've been having to do with some of these bad movies. It was only an hour and 43 minutes. I thought for sure it was over two hours. It was so bad. Yeah, its domestic gross was twenty less than $20 million. I'm going to guess it costs more than that to make. I'm just going to put my head down. Just You, you do the rest of this post. I'm just going to put my head down. I, I, I think I'm going to guess you wouldn't recommend it either, right? No! Well, I will come to where you are and I will hurt you, Pogues. Of course not! Uh, I was really hoping because I had forgotten, and I guess I must have blocked Fuck. this movie out. That must be why. I, I was thinking that it, I remember it being really bad, but I was hoping it was going to be, like, enjoyable bad. Like, I, I didn't mind. The Shadow was bad, but I enjoyed watching it. You know, there was parts of it that I still, you know, it was fun to make fun of. And watching The Phantom, there was there was bits to it. This was really bad. This is, like, definitely a movie that I'm glad we did not try to get a guest for. Because I would have felt terrible. Also, we had to yeah. buy this. I, I don't know... Y- my friend pointed I out. I rented it on YouTube. Yeah, my friend pointed that out. He's like, "Did you try renting it on YouTube?" And I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> I did not. So I bought this on Amazon for five dollars, and it's like the worst five dollars oh. I've ever spent. And now it's gonna just sorry for your expense. Now it's just gonna sit in my Amazon like movie list and probably color all the crap Amazon tries to suggest me. And they're gonna be like, "Well, this guy's a moron. Let's start sending him weird shit." So the things I do for you are our listening audience. But I think that's going to be it. I, I don't think there's too much more we can go into, and I think we might have broken Ben finally. Uh, I know. I think I feel broken. A, a, a full month of Fantastic Four movies couldn't do it, but this. Nope. This did it. Well, we'll have to come up with hopefully something more enjoyable for next time. Uh, come back for our mini episode next week, where we'll tell you what's happening next, what movies up, and uh, if you have any comments, corrections on anything, if you want to tell us. The Spirit is your favorite movie ever, so we can block you from all social media. <laughs> you can send us a message at uh, at AO at NAOS Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, SoundCloud. Leave a comment or whatever. If you have a movie you want us to do, please suggest it. Cause 
this is what happens when no one gives us a suggestion. We just pick a, an arbitrary movie and we we all regret it. So find us something to watch, guys. I guess that's it. Until next week. I'm gonna go eat some eggs. <laughs> <laughs>